And now, Maureen's Health Headline. Well, he started swimming at the age of nine until 2000. He had swum in many provincial and national competitions, setting many Canadian records. He's the current world record holder for the 800-meter freestyle and the 1,500-meter freestyle. He also does public speaking, and he has been a co-owner of a radio station in Whistler, British Columbia. He also has done advocacy work during the COVID-19 pandemic in British Columbia to advocate for blind British Columbians to be given vaccine priority, similar to vulnerable groups with other medical conditions. He's incredible. He's traveled the globe, but he recently went on a cruise. And after sitting down with a drink in hand, ready to set sail, he was escorted off the ship. Joining me on the line is none other than Donovan Tildesley. Good evening, Donovan. Good evening, Maureen. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, well, it's so nice to have you back on the show. I'm sorry it's around this situation that that occurred to you, but you always seem to uh, turn things, you know, in a positive spin, if you will. So I'm I'm anxious to uh, hear your story from you. So so tell me exactly what happened. So back in September, I connected with a, a travel agent here in the Lower Mainland, Dean Nelson, who highly recommend because I suggest is going on a cruise. I'm, I'm completely blind, as you said, and I was traveling alone. And he said, uh, you should take a Virgin cruise. They're one of the newer cruise lines industry and they cater to a younger clientele and everything's kind of included. And so I said, sure, I'll sign up or I will book this cruise. He let the cruise line know that I was traveling solo and couldn't see and would need some extra assistance. Anyway, I, um, it's a Western Caribbean cruise out of Miami. Uh, I uh, get into Miami on um, the 12th of November, and then on the uh, 13th, get ready to board the boat. takes them a while to process me before getting on. I learned, later learned that that had to do with a technical glitch because I, my file was marked because I was a, a traveler with a disability. I get uh-huh. escorted on the boat, yeah, and um, i shown my cabin. I uh, talk to the people at the sailor services. I say, oh, I'm going to sit down and have a couple of drinks just because I want to, you know, enjoy setting sail. And within two and a half hours of me being on the boat, uh, two people from sailor services come up to me and say, um, we have some unfortunate news. Uh, we've talked to our legal department, and unfortunately, we don't have the safety uh, capacity in place to have you on the cruise ship as a solo traveler. So we're going to have to take you off the cruise. And I mean, um, my first, my first thought was, is this a joke? Is, are you, are you kidding me here? And so I basically tried to bargain with, you know, I said, I'm blind. I've traveled the world as a Paralympian. I've been to South Africa by myself, not the safest country, but I've been, and I survived. Um, I don't really need a whole heck of a lot, a lot of support aside from being escorted around the, the boat but they said, you know, they even tried to go for a second opinion. They said, no, um, this is what it's got to be, and we're uh, we're taking you off the boat right now. So uh, here I was in the uh, Miami Port of Miami cruise terminal. The woman in the terminal who had loaded me onto the boat or, or escorted me on, I could tell, was on, almost on the verge of tears, just barely keeping it together. Uh, oh. First thing I do, of course, I, I call my mother and say, guess what happened, Mom? <laughs> Yeah, and she, she was flabbergasted, too. Call another of my good friends, Dr. Briar Sexton, who's an ophthalmologist and also an advocate for the visually impaired. And I think the third call after making a post on social media was to our friend um, uh, Drex, who uh, uh, we know from radio and works in Vancouver. And um, he said, what the heck's going on? And he put it out on his Twitter. Um, 
the cruise line thank, kindly uh, got me to a hotel in Miami, um, paid for a few nights there uh, in advance. But by, the, by that evening, uh, three hours later, I got a call from the senior vice president of operations at Virgin, Frank Weber, who was in Mexico with his wife, who couldn't believe this had happened uh, and said, how can we make this right? Can we fly you to Roatan on Tuesday? So two days later to catch the ship. And I kind of thought, yeah, not, I, I would have liked to have been on the ship from the, from the get-go, but I would much rather continue my vacation than turn this into some sort of legal battle. Right, exactly. And, and what happened? Did they ever say? So you, you eventually did take them up on their offer. And I did flew I, yeah. on the Tuesday and, and rejoined the ship. Um, what what was the deal? What where did it fall down? Basically, I think what happened is is they explained there was a miscommunication between the port and the ship. So when I got on board, people on board somehow either didn't know I was coming on board or weren't sure how to handle it, and so they went into panic mode. And to to take a step back here, uh, I got to explain. We know the Virgin brand for many years, Richard Branson, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Records. But the cruise line is essentially a startup. They only launched their first ship uh, March 1st of 2020, and then COVID hit, and then they got back up and running. So not only is this a brand new company that has been using the Virgin brand, uh, but they're also trying to recover like all other businesses after the pandemic. So I think whoever the powers that be on board thought, we don't have the training to assist somebody who is visually impaired, who is blind, uh, what, what the heck are we going to do? And so that was their first choice. And the, the VP basically said to me, well, first off, you should always ask the person what they need and, uh, uh, as opposed to assuming. And secondly, we're all about hospitality here. And so you've got to make the person feel welcome no matter who they are. And I, I understand it's, it's not ideal, but I respect what the, he had to say. And and my mm-hmm. thing to him was, you know, yeah, pay for this cruise, give me a future cruise credit. But the one thing I'd like to do is educate your team so this doesn't happen to somebody else in the future. Like, I'm, I'm glad it happened to me, a guy who's traveled around the world and is okay being on my own. I would hate for this to happen to somebody who had a visual impairment and who had some other physical or mental problem and then was left in Miami to deal with this. That would ruin them. For me, right. I said, let's make this an opportunity. Bring me out to some place in uh, where Virgin is doing a company retreat and have me chat to the team about accessibility and inclusion and how to make these ships work better for somebody who's blind. Because it's not enough just to say you have Braille on the cabin doors and you have an accessible environment on board. You've got to know how to, how to deal with the specific situations and how to ask the people involved what they really need. And, and what happened between, um, you know, they said the, the crew said that they didn't have the training. And then did you feel safe actually rejoin? I mean, I know, you know, I know you, you're, you're an amazing skier, you're, you know, incredible swimmer, you're, I mean, unbelievable, you know, highly, highly competent. But did they actually, did, did somebody speak to them and, and they realized, was it out of fear that they said? How did they all of a sudden feel comfortable having you back on board? It was clearly out of fear. That's the only thing I can think of. They had a knee-jerk reaction to Mm -hmm. not being sure of how to accommodate me. 
once they had me back on board, they had a good system in place. Uh, I um, had the WhatsApp contact information for this uh, lovely woman, Luciana, uh, part of Sailor Services, who would come and take me to my shore excursions, take me to the different dinner places. Oh, uh-huh. Although I got to say, and the crew did an excellent job. But the sh- being on that particular cruise, because I've taken cruises solo in the past, this one was a little isolating. And the reason I say that is because the ship is built for 2,800 passengers. There are only 1,100 on board. So other cruises I've taken, I've usually uh, been able to ask other passengers for support in getting from A to B and make friends quite easily. And I did make a few friends on this cruise. But uh-huh. there was a lot of times that I was just sitting alone. And that's no knock on Virgin or cruise industry. I think it's just the industry recovering from the pandemic. It's the week before American Thanksgiving. A lot of people maybe don't want to travel and people who have been uh, dealing with COVID for the last few years are a little gun-shy of socializing with others. My guest is Donovan Tildesley, and he is a Canadian swimmer, retired blind Canadian swimmer. He also holds the world record for the 800-meter freestyle and the 1,500-meter freestyle. He's a public speaker um, and just an amazing guy and also now an advocate. Thanks so much for staying on the line, Donovan, and sharing your story about what happened on the Virgin Cruise line that you went on. So let me ask you, did they take you up on your offer to educate the crew? They did, uh, provisionally. Uh, they actually just got a call uh, this past Wednesday from the uh, the VP saying it's American Thanksgiving this weekend, but let's chat mm-hmm. next week about some opportunities. And it will nice. most likely be in some sort of meeting at, in the spring next year. Wow, fantastic. That's awesome. Um, so what are some of the key points, without giving away the whole thing, <laughs> what are some of the key points that, um, you know, a cruise crew on a cruise ship um, should understand about hosting a, a blind or visually impaired individual? What are some of the salient ish points? Well, I think a good pun salient on a cruise ship. I just had to throw that in. <laughs> exactly. It was my humor was not lost on you. Thank you. <laughs> what are the, what, I think, I think the biggest point is that everybody's different and, and the spectrum of, of uh, vision impairment goes from people who are essentially legal, legally blinded and can't drive to people like me who have no usable vision whatsoever or light perception. So mm-hmm. asking the people, you know, how much they can see and what they personally need assistance with. Um, one of the bigger things is, and they did a good job at this once I was back on board, is, you know, understanding that person's schedule in terms of if they've got to get to a, a shore excursion or at a certain event uh, to have uh, somebody meet them at their cabin to mm-hmm. escort them off the ship and have the contact person of somebody on the ship for when the event is over to get them back. And other cruise lines I've been on, like I was on NCL for my first ever Alaska cruise in 2015, and they did a fantastic job at that. Um, uh-huh. One other thing I would um, suggest, and this is more of a kind of a broad spectrum view, and not just blind travelers, but for solo travelers, um, having more events to bring people who are traveling on their own together to meet other people. Because really, that can be quite a good um, friendship network when you're when you're on a boat boat out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, in terms of other things, yeah, I, I, Braille, I'm sure. Like the airlines. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, the, the Virgin the had the, the, yeah, the airlines have the whole safety uh, 
uh, procedures. Yeah. Like I, I'm often uh, handed a pamphlet in Braille when I got an, uh, on an airline. Braille mm-hmm. is not always necessary. Like I think even giving um, information in in textual format in the form of an email that somebody can mm-hmm. listen to on their smartphone or their computer. Uh, the one criticism I'd have for Virgin, um, they of course are trying to make cruises very you know different and nonconformist in terms of how we view cruising. Their safety video was basically people singing over rock music and kind of making a a fun play out of out of the safety rules which i think is is cool i like what they're where they're getting at but i think you lose some of the messaging when you've got it over music and uh moving too fast so i think they've almost got to tighten that up and uh you know keep the fun but put a little bit of seriousness back into into a serious subject Absolutely. Very serious subject. And, um, you know, I think it's fantastic what you're doing. I know that you'll come up with an awesome program for them and or help them to develop an awesome program and it'll benefit so many other travelers. And and maybe this will extend to, you know, safaris and, you know, uh, in the, the desert and, you know, all different aspects of the world, opening up the world to so many more people, which you are so great at, Donovan. Anyway, great to chat with you again. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me, Maureen. It's, it's great to be on the show again.